When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Kennedy Dynasty Podcast. I'm your host, Allison, and today I have a really fun episode for you. I hope you enjoy it. I had a lot of fun researching it, so we will get to that in just a second. But first, we're going to start out with my recommendation segment. Of course, then we would recommend it. This week's recommendation is Come to the Edge by Christina Haig. And this is a book written by Christina Haig, who dated JFK Jr. for a long time. It's been on my reading list for a really long time, and I finally read it. Well, I say I read it. I listened to it on Audible. I think it's the same thing, but some people don't, so I will tell the truth on that. But I listened to it, and Christina herself read the book. And at first, I had kind of a hard time connecting to the book, or I couldn't really decide if I enjoyed it quite yet in the early chapters. It was a lot of Christina's story, which it was interesting to me, but obviously I was kind of reading for more Kennedy background. So yeah, at first it just took me a minute to get into it. But then I realized I really liked the background of Christina in there too, because it told a lot about she and JFK Jr.'s connection. When you really kept reading it, you could understand why she added so many details about her personal life. And um I don't know. I just really enjoyed it by the end of it. It was a really good read. You saw kind of into the Kennedy's life a little more, definitely from a different perspective than I've personally seen. Um, she talks a lot about her connection to Jackie. And I don't know, you just kind of see a side of JFK Jr. that I personally had never, you know, read or seen before this book. So it's just really beautifully written. It's one of those stories where you can kind of see yourself in it a little bit and your own life experiences with kind of your first love or, you know, a really important and impactful relationship in your life. So that is really interesting. Definitely would recommend reading that. So I'll put the link to purchase that in the description of this episode. Next up, let's get to our inspiring clip of the week. One of the inspiring notes. So this is a clip from a speech given by Jackie and taken from the 1962 documentary called Jacqueline Kennedy's Asian Journey, which is what the episode is about today. So here is that clip. Mrs. Gandhi, my friend. It, it gives me great pleasure to present to you today the Children's Art Carnival, a present to the children of India. I've often noticed the art of children is the same the world over. And so, of course, is our feeling for children. I think it is good in a world where there's quite enough to divide people that we should cherish a language and an emotion that unite us all. Thank you. All right, let's get to our episode. So it's been 60 years this month since Ms. Kennedy's visit to India and Pakistan. This week, I'm going to be talking a little bit about that trip thanks to a listener's idea to cover it. By the way, I love when listeners give me ideas for episodes. If you ever have one and you want something covered, please send me a DM or contact me through email, anything like that, and let me know what you want to hear on the podcast because I love adding topics to my list. My sources this week are Life, Politico, the documentary that I previously mentioned called Jacqueline Kennedy's Asian Journey, and Historic Conversations on Life with John F. Kennedy, which is the Arthur Schlesinger interview tapes that I reference often. Surprisingly, 
about this trip, I had a really hard time finding a timeline for it. The JFK Library obviously had a wonderful collection of photos, as did Life Magazine, but I couldn't really find anything that kind of put the trip together in a timeline. So I was so thankful for the documentary that I've mentioned a couple times now that was produced in 1962 because I followed that and watched it and really learned a lot. Also, it had really beautiful visuals to go along with it and footage and uh, speech clips. So I would really encourage you to go watch that if you haven't already. I'll link that as well in the description of this episode. So let's get started. During this time in our country, 1962, obviously Cold War is going on and international relationships were so important to the Kennedy administration. So Jackie and her sister Lee Radswell embark on this amazing trip to India and Pakistan. As I said about the footage, the photos from this trip are just so beautiful. Jackie was super strategic with all of her outfits, and she wanted to dress with a lot of bright colors to honor art and cultures. And like I said before, I had a hard time finding a timeline because anything I could find about this trip was mostly about her fashion and outfits and things um, from the trip, because that was really a huge thing that stood out to everybody. If you want to read about her fashion on this trip or look at photos and stuff, highly recommend doing that because there are a lot of resources out there about that. According to Politico, a collection of photographs that Life published in 2012, the magazine said, capture a young woman, wife, mother, and fashion icon in the making, navigating with evident ease the high-stakes, high-stress worlds of diplomacy and international relations. They landed in India on March 12th, and I thought this was interesting, too. India was actually a newly democratic country, so the president that was there was actually the first president that they had. Miss Kennedy was welcomed and hosted by the Prime Minister of India, Nehru, and his daughter, Miss Gandhi. Now, Jackie really liked Nehru because I think she had met him before in 1961, too. But as I know from listening to the Schlesinger interview tapes, she could not stand his daughter. Like, literally, there's multiple times in the tapes that she mentions what a terrible woman that she was. So here's a clip of Miss Kennedy talking about Miss Gandhi. And then she kind of goes off on a tangent that I wanted to leave in because I think it's fun to hear Jackie just kind of go off sometimes. But keep in mind, in this clip, the time period. It's the 60s, and she talks a little bit about relationship structures. And as we know from that time period, a lot has changed as far as, you know, social norms for family structures and whatnot. But I left a lot of this in because it listens super closely to to the comment that she makes at the very end. And then Mrs. Gandhi, his daughter, who's one of those women who in marriage and love and all those things don't turn out right. It's as if something, some, it all goes back inside you and the poison works inside like an ulcer. So she's a truly bitter woman. And she's the kind of woman who's always hated Jack. You can name so many violently liberal women in politics who were always suspicious of Jack. I always thought one, and they always loved Adelaide. And I thought one reason, this is just my own sort of psychology, that the Jack so obviously demanded from a woman a relationship between a man and a woman, where a man would be the, you know, the leader and a woman would be his wife and look up to him as a man. With Adelaide, you could have another relationship where, uh, you know, he'd sort of be sweet and you could talk, but you wouldn't ever, wouldn't ever come down to a definite thing. I always thought women who were scared of sex loved Adelaide because <laughs> there would never be the... The challenge. It was yeah, no. not that there'd be the challenge with Jack, but it was a different kind mm -hmm. of man. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, all these sort of twisted the poor little women whose lives hadn't worked out could find a bomb in Adelaide mm -hmm. and Jack made them nervous. Yeah. Which I used to tell, Jack would say, why doesn't so-and-so? No. 
Well, Jack, it's the greatest compliment to you. <laughs> which is, I know, is true. He didn't quite see it. He said that about your wife, as a matter of fact. Oh, really? Yeah, did you hear it? So I wonder how awkward Arthur felt right then. <laughs> Obviously, she mentioned his wife. And if you have listened or you listen to the tapes, they go on and they kind of talk it out and it's funny and whatnot. But anyway, I just wanted to leave that in there. While she's in India, she visits so many amazing sites, including the U.S. Embassy in India, the Prime Minister's Garden. She is given beautiful jewelry and clothing, and she spends time with elephants. And this is one of the moments that stands out the most from her trip to India to a lot of people is her elephant ride with Lee. You can find images of that pretty much everywhere. They're just giggling on top of an elephant. It's so funny. She makes a very iconic visit to the Taj Mahal. And she's able to walk through historic cities with all kinds of crowds, takes boat rides. She really got the chance to take in a lot of the beauty of India. Also, she got to visit the Gandhi Memorial and she laid flowers there. As she was leaving India to go to Pakistan, she was gifted two tiger cubs and they were later donated to the National Zoo. Here's a clip of her talking about her time in India from the documentary. As I look back upon my journey through India, it is with a feeling of great affection for this country and its people and for the Prime Minister, whose kindness made my visit possible. At the end of every day, I could not decide which day was the best. Each day brought new experiences, new friends, and a new welcome. It was a wonderful surprise to meet our own American pioneers of the Peace Corps so many miles from home. Going the unknown ways, in my husband's words, requires many gifts of character and a confident vision of the future. I believe that both the people in India and we in our own country share this vision. So then it was time for her to go to Pakistan. The documentary does a really good job of showing her love of children and art and culture and all kinds of things. And you can really see her love of children in the documentary as you see her visiting a children's hospital upon arriving in Pakistan. She even got to drive through Khyber Pass, which was lined with tons of crowds and is welcomed with music and ceremonies, just back-to-back-to-back ceremonies. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. In my opinion, therapy is helpful and necessary for everyone. Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is therapy works. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help. Or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with stress. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. And as a special offer to Kennedy Dynasty listeners, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash Kennedy Dynasty. You can find a direct link in the notes of this episode. That's betterhelp.com slash Kennedy Dynasty, K-E-N-N-E-D-Y, D-Y-N-A-S-T-Y with no spaces. 
Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. Also, I thought this was interesting. She was able to attend the National Horse and Cattle Show, where she was gifted from the president and the people of Pakistan her beloved horse, Sardar, which she later nicknamed Blackjack after her father, and she loved that horse. I'm actually going (laughs) to—I found this when I was doing research for this. I'm going to read you a letter that she sent to Jack, and according to the JFK Library, she sent this regarding quarantining of the horse, Sardar. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. If I'm not, I apologize. So here is— the letter she sent. It says, Dear Jack, it seems so rude to Pakistanis to suggest that their beautiful horse have hoof and mouth disease when obviously he hasn't a germ in the world. He is so beautiful and high strung, it would be cruel to quarantine him in New York for 30 days. Cannot bear to be parted from him that long as could show him this spring and start schooling him immediately. Could you not have veterinarian examine him in New York and say he was free from all disease and have him go straight to Glenora? It would be like leaving Lee in quarantine. For, it would be like leaving Lee in quarantine to part with him, especially as he has been so frightened the past few days by photographers and plane trips will upset him. You can leave tiger cubs in quarantine as they are too ferocious to play with. So warn Caroline. Please get Orville Freeman to let him in quickly. They have Prince Philip's polo ponies. Philip took them right home. So really think there would be no criticism and it would be unfairly cruel to animals if you let him be locked up in New York for 30 days. He will get sick there. All press will say you will lose. Lose ASPCA vote forever if he can't come straight to Glenora. Love, Jackie. I think that's so funny. She was she loved him so much and just couldn't stand to think of him having to quarantine. So wanted to share that with you guys. I have to say the most entertaining thing to watch if, when you're watching the documentary is the camel ride that she took with Lee. While they're at this cattle show, they both get on top of this camel and you can see them gesturing for the person controlling the camel to let them stand up on him. I don't know if they were going to not let Jackie and Lee actually like ride it. They were just going to let it kind of sit on the ground and then sit on top of it. But they were like, let him up, let him up. So the camel huge gets up and they start riding on it and they are both side saddle, by the way. So it that has to be horribly uncomfortable trying to stay on there, but they are laughing hysterically, having the best time. And it's also said that Lee lost her shoe while she was on the camel ride and never found it. So she was just shoeless <laughs> right afterward. I, I think that's such an endearing and funny moment to see between two sisters. She was able to visit Shalimar Gardens in Lahore to give a speech. And I'll insert a clip of that from the documentary here. And also it goes into a voiceover about her trip right after it. So just stay tuned. I must say, I'm profoundly impressed by the reverence which you in Pakistan have for your art and for your culture and for the use which you make of it now. My own countrymen, too, have a pride in their traditions. So I think as I stand in these gardens, which were built long before my country was born, that that's one more thing that binds us together and which always will. I had always heard of Pakistan's proverbial hospitality, and it was even more than I had expected. I hope that with my husband, I will be able to return again soon to this vital and beautiful country. Now I'm going to share another clip of her from her Arthur Schlesinger conversation where she starts by talking about Jack's thoughts on the India trip before she left, but then she shares a few moments from her trip. You know, I guess if... It was wonderful to go to India, and he, he didn't really care if I went or not, but I guess he thought it would be nice. Well, I think he was very pleased with it, and, and very proud of the success, and I think he thought that, well, as you mentioned yourself, in connection with France, that five hours from it's nice for you to get a holiday and get out of Washington, I think he helped, I think it, think it helped the country, and 
and it, it helped him in, in important respects. And it was so funny, the difference between India and Pakistan, because India was really just getting to know Nehru, who did like Lee and I, Lee and me, and never mentioned Pakistan or anything. And then there was Ken Galbraith and B.K. Nehru and Madame Pandit and her sister. It was much more like a family group. The meals were pleasant, the, you know. And when we got to Pakistan, of course, I basically like the Pakistanis more than the Indians. They're sort of more manly. And, and I would never stop talking politics or how he hated Nehru or couldn't stand him. And they did get a message from the State Department, uh, from, from Ken, to make sure that it uh, looked like McConaughey was an old friend of Jack's. So the first thing I did when McConaughey and I opened up, McConaughey got there the day I did, uh, the day before as the ambassador. So I, I tried to sort of say, um, you know, set it up that they'd known each other when and everything, and McConaughey said, oh, no, that's right in front of Iowa. That's not true at all, Mrs. Kennedy. The first time I ever met the president was two weeks ago when I gave him. <laughs> and the only time I ever wrote Jack a letter, uh, which I wrote coming down from the Khyber Pass and gave him when I got home, was what a hopeless ambassador McConaughey was for Pakistan and all the reasons and all the things I thought the ambassador there should be, which was a gentleman, a soldier, and a friend of the president's. And I suggested some other people, Bill Blair and Bill Battle. And Jack was so impressed by that letter, he showed it to Dean Rusk, whose big choice McConaughey had been, and said, this is the kind of letter I should be getting from the inspectors of embassies. And he'd never been for McConaughey, who was a sweet man, but just such a... Uh, when we... Uh, Went to um, Raoul Pindy, the Paris Match reporter, was yelling as we got off the plane, Bonjour, Jacqueline. And that night, McConaughey said to uh, Ayub Khan, Mr. President, I was so interested to hear all that French at the airport today. I never realized there was so much French influence in Pakistan. <laughs> well, Ayub just looked at him and said, I think if uh, you will find out that the influence here has been mainly British. <laughs> but you know, Dean Rusk. <laughs> anyway, that was my trip. And our trip was so exhausting that all through Pakistan, Lee and I were having nosebleeds every day and night. So we were really tired when we got home. So overall, it looked like a beautiful trip. It's so vibrant and colorful and just beautiful footage. And I don't know, I feel like it's just a a really cool thing to see Jackie and how she conducted herself and Lee as well. They're both so beautiful and poised and you could tell they had fun and were really into everything that they were seeing. And she was always really happy to embrace the cultures of where she was and wanted to see everything that they had to offer. And I, I just love that about her. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I know it was kind of short in what I've said in a lot of clips, but I think clips are fun to insert. I think it's kind of exciting when <laughs> episodes are heavy with clips because it not only takes you that time period, but lets you hear from her herself. So I Hope you enjoyed that as this marks 60 years since this trip. That's all I've got. Make sure you're subscribed if you're not already. If you like the podcast, please rate it five stars. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, write a positive written review. That would help me so much. Check out my merch shop that is in the description of this episode. We've got all kinds of awesome stuff there. It's t-shirt season coming up and I've got lots there. So check that out. Also, make sure you're following me on Instagram at Kennedy Dynasty and on Facebook. And I will talk to you guys next week. And vote for Kennedy, vote for Kennedy, keep America strong. Kennedy, he just keeps rolling up. Kennedy, he just keeps rolling up. Kennedy.
Hello, this is Gary Chahot welcoming you to check out the French History Podcast. Our main show covers the history of France from the first humans until present. If you liked Mike Duncan's The History of Rome and wanted a similar program covering the land of beauty, culture, and love, we are exactly that. We also host world-renowned scholars who have delivered guest episodes on their specialties, including 18th-century pirates, revolutionary booksellers in 20th century Paris, the special friendship between the Marquis de Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson, and numerous others. Learn what you love and listen to the French History Podcast today.